G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. I'd love to ask you before we descend into today's episode, if you could please review this podcast, it would stupefy me with gratitude. Even if you're the kind of person who loves a good one-star review just to get some anger out, go right ahead. I appreciate the fact that you're here listening and you might hate it enough to take precious time out of your day to give me a one-star review. Your opinion matters, right? (laughs) But seriously, I would love it if you could let me know that you like the podcast and of course if you have a suggestion for what you'd like me to answer a question perhaps you'd like a topic that you'd like me to talk about go ahead and write to holla h-o-l-a at hayleycar.tv that will get to me and we will create episodes off the back of that and I really do appreciate you so thank you I am back from a delicious three-week trip over to the United Kingdom, to London first and to the Cotswolds to see my gorgeous friend Rio, my English sister, who I met 21 years ago because she and her dad, who if you've been following me for a while, you may have heard me refer to as my English dad in other posts, they were randomly assigned to my family and I as billets back in 2001 at the very first karate world titles that we both competed in. So they showed up from England to our house in Australia and we were randomly assigned this family and we got to spend, I think, one or two weeks together. And we've been mates ever since. It's fantastic, right? 21 years later, we're still friends. So anyway, Rio was marrying the man that she loves, Aiden, and we were invited to attend the wedding. Hi, if you're listening, it was Bonza. We had a blast. Sorry for crying during the reading, but it was just all so beautiful. And we got to see them get married in the Cotswolds and it was wonderful. And then so naturally we used that 
delightful trip as an excuse to go on a slightly longer adventure and take a two-week road trip around Scotland, just my husband and I, and this was our original honeymoon destination when we got married in 2021, but of course it was delayed. So anyway, we had the time of our lives. We we walked and we walked and we walked around the cities and we people watched in coffee shops and we caught up with some old friends and of course we celebrated love, which was just, I love when I travel attending family events. Like if I ever meet local people and I get to do something with them and their friends or their family, I love that so much because it's just, I really feel like I get to immerse myself in where I am. And so it was beautiful just getting to hang out with some old friends and um, and see people I haven't seen for a while. We ate cream tea in London many times. I'm obsessed with clotted cream. And we drank whiskey and bars in Scotland and we walked over the clan lands of my husband's ancestors and we explored castles and mountains and we did long, beautiful drives and we found dinosaur footprints and we picked up some very cool new sayings along the way like, do you think I button up at the back? <laughs> which means, do you think I'm stupid? I think. And my personal favorite, which is, you're quite tidy, by the way, <laughs> which means I got the hots for you, which means I like you. And also dinner fash, which means don't worry, except you probably know that one. If you watch Outlander, we did not go to the Standing Stones before you ask. Apparently they don't exist or something, or they're not where they're supposed to be. But we did go to a castle where Outlander and Monty Python were both filmed at different times. And we heard some incredible stories about the filming of these um, movies and the history of the particular building. And we also learned a thing or two about how toilets worked back then. And it was just all very enlightening. Anyway, the whole thing was delightful. So I'm someone who probably much like you really finds a lot of meaning and perspective and inspiration, energy and my presence, actually my mindfulness and my flow through travel and adventures. And gosh, was I just craving it. I wrote a a post on social media and said, you know, I think during the pandemic, because I had options that were closed off to me living in Australia, just shut out the idea of travel for such a long time and kind of tried to convince myself I could do life without it. And it was really hard. I actually don't want to do life without travel. It was just amazing. So There was this quote, right? Travel is the only thing that you can buy that makes you richer. I used to love that quote. And then I learned about investing and I learned it's not true. You can buy heaps of things (laughs) that will make you richer, but you can't take any of those things with you when you die, of course. So it makes you rich in memory and experience. And I think the quote that I feel more connected to today about travel is this one by Mark Twain. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry and narrow mindedness. Travel will make us rich in memories, which is all we really have when we kick the bucket. And it really does allow us to have those perspectives. So I'm sharing this with you today for two reasons. Number one, because we're getting to the end of the year now. You're going to be listening to this around the end of October or November. This is a time where things can typically start getting kind of busy, right? A little bit frantic as we close out the calendar year. This is your reminder to book yourself a holiday. And I want you to do what I call front loading your holidays. Don't do what I've done for the last couple of years and go, oh, book it in at some point. I'll do it later. Put the things you know you need to do to take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually into your calendar before you start committing to everything else. Make your business and your commitments and your career 
work around you in your values and your life, not the other way around. So make your business or your work work around your life, not your life work around your business. So that's the first reason. Number two, because guess what? It actually does make you money going on holidays. Not only do you probably need a holiday and definitely deserve a holiday, but whether you're in business for yourself or working for someone else, holidays will actually make you money. And no, not because you spend the whole time creating content for the gram and making everyone jealous of your hashtag lifestyle so they buy your things. No, that's precisely the opposite of a holiday, in my opinion. Thank you very much. But because of the S word, space, not sleep. Sleep is just as good, but today we're talking about space. Space to sleep if you want, but space. Now, I'm going to confess here. This is something that if someone had said it to me six months ago when I was in the throes of having panic attacks and feeling very stressed out, I would have been like, whatever, thanks very much, but I'm too busy. And that's exactly why I'm sharing this episode with you because that's what I did. And I really, 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 really didn't realize how fried my brain was until I took some time to step away. I knew better. I did not do better. Now, if you're double parked in this moment, if you're multitasking, if you are doing a few things at once, just stop for a minute and take a breath. When the busyness or the stress or the pressure or the nonstop hustle has snowballed like it has for many of us during pandemic times, things get really busy. We get to a certain point of stress and adrenaline and cortisol and just keep going. And we don't even realize how much we're holding at times because we've just kept on going. We become like frogs on a stove. Do you know what I mean? We don't notice the water getting hotter and hotter until it's too late. So many of us driven, ambitious humans who take care of so many others, we constantly tell ourselves that if we would just be able to finish this one next thing or just as soon as blah, or just like after that next bank holiday, long weekend, whatever, or just after this or that, And then we can't see actually how hot the water is getting. Now, what does it look like when the water is getting hot, when it's time to take a holiday and you probably haven't realized it? Let's go through a couple of things. Actually, I've got 16 signs. You ready? Number one, you're tired and you need more coffee to keep going. You keep trying to pump yourself up on things that aren't rest and sleep and space. Number two, you start to feel resentful. Maybe that's resentful towards your projects, resentful towards working, resentful towards your family or your partner or your team members, just resentful in general of other people who are going on holiday. Number three, you are snappy or angry or moody. Number four, you're neglecting your personal life. So you're not necessarily catching up and staying caught up with friends, or you feel like you don't have time to make phone calls to keep up with friends and family. You're really neglecting your self-care. Number five, you've lost your spark. Number six, you're starting to feel like you're spinning your wheels and nothing's happening and you keep telling yourself you just need to try harder, but it's been going on for a while. Number seven, you can't think so clearly. Number eight, you're doubting your decisions or you're not feeling like you can get in touch with your intuition. Number nine, your sleep is a bit disrupted. Number 10, you keep making little deals with yourself, like just as soon as the next long weekend or just as soon as this project is done, you keep kind of bargaining with yourself about taking a holiday or taking time off or just slowing down. That was a big one for me. Number 11, your creative well has run dry. 
Number 12, your stress is leading to mistakes at work. Number 13, mole hills are becoming mountains. So little things are starting to feel like really big things. Number 14, your sense of humor is waning, like you're just not funny anymore. Number 15, you're a bit cynical. Number 16, your downtime is not enough. It's not satiating you. You get to the end of the weekend or whatever and you feel like, oh, is it really over? Pretty sure you need a holiday. So my solution for this is not to try and fight that truth, right, that driven humans are way more susceptible to getting the water hot because we can't really fight that. Like it's kind of natural and innate within us as driven human beings, we can fight that truth in terms of becoming a Zen master, right? That's also a really great idea, which I personally would be working on for the rest of my life, but something really effective and practical that you can do right now to front load this and to mitigate it is to book a holiday before you need one. And Book some time off, not just now because you know you might need a holiday between now and the end of the year. That's a great idea. But book it off at frequent intervals as often as possible long into the future to prevent yourself from having to argue and bargain with your future self about why you don't have time or it's too over the top or whatever to take a holiday right now or you're too busy or whatever. This goes so against conventional wisdom, wisdom which I was taught in growing a business, which promotes hustling till your freaking eyeballs fall out and wearing your stress like a badge of honor and just putting your hair up in a bun and smashing a coffee and getting through it. I stand firmly against that. And I made this mistake myself. So book your holiday now and avoid it. And if I haven't convinced you enough yet, if you haven't looked at those 16 signs and gone, yeah, tick, 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 tick. That's me. And you're still like, yeah, but Haley, I don't have time. I don't have resources. I don't have money. I'll explain to you some ideas for how you can do this. But let's also talk about what will happen off the back of your holiday, like the benefits of what this does. And this is why I take this very, very seriously. So the first thing is clarity, new ideas, solutions, miracles, answers, the kind of clarity you can only get from having the space to think and the space to finish thoughts, the space to come back to thoughts, the space to not be crowded with other thoughts, clarity. Number two, rest. There is nothing that can replace rest. No amount of coffee will actually replace the rest that you need. So having space, We'll give you rest if you need it. And with rest, we can deal with stress. We feel more present, engaged, alive. We've got mental bandwidth to take on more. It's amazing. Number three, perspective. Now, this is the bit that will really make you money and traction, whether you're in business or you work for someone else. With a 30,000 foot view, which is what perspective means, stepping away from your business, away from your typical life away from everything that reminds you of all the unfinished tasks you have, whether it's at home or work, stepping away from your typical environment, it gives you perspective. Your senses are engaged in a new way. And because you have space from something, you can see it from a different perspective, quite literally. Now, with this 30,000 foot view, you can see with ease where things are working and where they're not. You can avoid so many problems by investing in time to think critically with perspective. And heads up, if you're the CEO of your life, which we all are, not just our businesses, this will not only save you problems and time and money, it will also make you money and time as well 
in avoiding costly mistakes and coming up with ideas to prevent mistakes in the future, systemize things that you realize you're doing all the time, let go of things you really don't need and make decisions on things that you probably have been avoiding because you didn't have the full perspective. I see this as a non-negotiable part of my life and business. Funnily enough, ha ha ha, I did negotiate with myself and it was dumb. Don't do what I did, take a holiday. Number four, inspiration. Your best ideas don't come from sitting at a desk and furrowing your brow and just trying to push them out. They come from rest, from stillness, from engaging with difference and change. So clarity, rest, perspective, and inspiration. (sighs) They're really, 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 really great qualities of great leaders, being rested and, and having clarity and having perspective and being inspired constantly. It is a recipe for sustainability, is a recipe for regeneration. It's a recipe for being here long, long, long into the future as a powerful and engaged leader of your life, no matter whether you're leading yourself or other people take a holiday. (laughs) We have been so patriarchized, that's an official word, into believing that rest should be backloaded, as in put onto the list after we have earned the right to stop, especially as women, especially as women. Rest is one of the greatest acts of rebellion, as is space, as is holidays, And I take this very, very seriously. It is a non-negotiable part of life and business. Pre-pandemic, I used to take October off every year for this exact reason. So I could finish the year really strong. I'm an entrepreneur. I can choose my holidays and I'm very privileged to do so. But what I found is having any time off whatsoever gave me an edge because I had clarity, rest, perspective, and inspiration. I didn't realize just how much until I spent two years not doing that and saw the difference on my holiday, my recent holiday. And my aim personally in my business, now I've been in business for 14, actually almost 15 years now. I've been testing and experimenting with time off. And again, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I don't run a classic kind of nine to five business. But my aim now is to take 10 days fully off my business, which is including weekend days every quarter. And that might sound like maybe it's a lot or not very much to you. It doesn't really matter. What what you've got to do is pick what works for you and start where you are. But I do take this very, very seriously for the reasons I outlined above. Now, if you're struggling for ideas or you think, oh my, that is so over the top. Again, start where you are, don't worry about what I'm doing. I think it's fun to share and fun to know, but what's more important is what are you going to do? You might be in a different situation to me. I live in the bush. I have no kids. I have no responsibilities except for a dog and a cat. And so it's different. Also, my body is different to other bodies. Some people don't want to take that much time off and that's fine. So it might be for you a half day in nature once a month without your phone costs nothing. It might be a weekend still at home with all your technology off and hidden away once a month or once a quarter. Or it might be a night in a hotel in your hometown once in a while. It doesn't even have to be that you go far away. It could be visiting friends, staying with someone that you know and um, just visiting and, and having fun. It could be camping. It doesn't really matter. What matters is look at your life, look at your resources, pick something that feels kind of edgy, let all the anxiety around it come up because it will. I had 
seriously, I felt really anxious about taking time off. And this holiday that we took, when I was about a week in, I realized I still wasn't letting myself fully switch off and slow down. Like I was still connecting with my team every day. And again, sometimes we think, oh, that's going to be really beneficial. If I just check in, that might work for you. But what I knew that I needed because my time down and my time off wasn't satiating me was fully to fully switch off. I am so grateful to my team for holding down the fort for me during that time. I could fully switch off for two whole weeks. This one thing as an entrepreneur, it feels very difficult to do at times. I think people with careers where they work for different companies, sometimes it's really easy to completely switch off because you don't feel that you're married to your job and that you, you have the right to kind of switch off when you're your own boss. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but when you're your own boss, it definitely feels a little bit a little bit more entangled. Anyway, it really doesn't matter what you do. What I know for sure is, number one, the more you do it, the more you book time off, the more you challenge yourself to have that downtime and switch off from the constant never-ending barrage of advertisements and screen time and notifications and to-do lists and everything that we get faced with every day as humans, the more you take time off, the more you'll actually get to do it because you'll see the benefits of it. You'll understand that the benefits, number two, they far outweigh the investment provided you don't spend the whole time getting content for the gram, right? And that return on investment is so, so, so great. You will really start to understand what I mean when I say it's non-negotiable. And because you'll start to see that return on the investment in terms of money saved, money made, time saved, and time created as well, like future time created, you will find it way easier to continue to book time off. It won't feel as challenging to get that space. You'll actually be able to create more space, but it's it begins with you not knowing how to do it for the rest of your life and knowing just that if I just do it this once, if I just begin the process, the rest of it will unfold for me. So I don't want you to stress about like, how am I supposed to do this for the rest of my life? Don't worry about it. Just start. Anything is better than nothing. So your homework and your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to pick the date in your calendar when your next block of time off will be and book it in the next 90 days, even if you've just booked a holiday. Even if you've just come off the back of a holiday, book the next one. You can go another step and actually book something if you like, book in some accommodation or flights or whatever. But if not, just just book it as off in your calendar. Mark it as no one can book in with me. This is my time for me. Take your time back. Maybe even choose, if you want to, a periodically repeated period of time that you go between your holidays and block them out for the next year and then fill in the details later. What I know for sure is every single time when I've felt really stressed and I've booked in a holiday, I have almost always told myself at the time of booking, I don't have time for this this is silly. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and even in the lead up to the holiday, I'm like, I don't have time for this. What am I doing? It's in the actually taking the holiday and slowing down and gathering that perspective that I realized so many of the mountains I thought were in the way of me being able to slow down and relax were molehills, in fact. So it really, really helps in so many ways. All right. Book your time off. Book a holiday enjoy my friend remember everything you want is so much closer than you think usually all you need to do is book it thanks for being here and i will see you next time ciao thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today 
I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.